0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. It has been um, been a busy week for me. Hopefully things are going well for you, but I wanted to say thank you uh, in this week's episode, because last week we hit 100 episodes and it is something that I never, I never thought that I would get to 100 episodes of this podcast. And, uh, we, we did that last week and I'm so grateful and thankful for you tuning in and hitting that like button and subscribing, uh, downloading them, listening to the episodes. It has been, um, It's been a journey. I remember back around episode eight or 10 going, man, I am never going to get to that 100 episode mark. It was just a goal that I had. And of course, 50 episodes was the first goal, but the ultimate goal was. 100 episodes. And last week, we published our 100 episode. And uh, I'm so thankful for, for all of you. And what I want to do uh, this week is uh, I want to, uh, just as a way uh, uh, of celebrating and just kind of kind of be in, in awe a little bit, if, if you don't mind me using uh, that, that terminology, what I want to do today uh, with this week's episode is I am going to re-release the most popular episode that I have uh, done over the last couple years, uh, over the course of 100 episodes. We're going to re-release that, and that is what this week's episode is going to be today. But uh, if you don't know, every Friday we publish one of uh, the sermons that I have uh, preached here at my church. And so in two days, uh, this coming Friday, We have a brand new episode for you. We're gonna be starting uh, a series on prayer. And you'll be able to listen to those messages uh, starting this Friday, and then for the next two Fridays. And so, if you haven't gotten the hang of it, every Wednesday we'll shoot you uh, a devotional uh, about 10 to 20 minutes in that range, and then on Friday uh, we will post a uh, audio version of a sermon that I have preached. And uh, we're making our way right through uh, the last couple that I've done. We just uh, over the last two weeks published two things on money, and this Friday uh, we'll start a three week series on prayer. And then after that, we will, uh, you'll start hearing things that we've been talking about, uh, sermon wise on end time events, the rapture, the tribulation period, uh, the antichrist, uh, the judgment, uh, heaven, the millennial kingdom, all things along those lines are down the road. Uh, that'll be coming your way. And if you want to know when they are, uh, uh, posted just hit that subscribe button, uh, and, um, Hopefully, um, you'll, you'll do that and hit that like button as well. And, uh, with that said, uh, once again, thank you for all your support and, uh, I'm going to turn it over and you get to listen to, uh, our most popular episode that we have, uh, done so far. So appreciate it all. And you all have a great day. Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. Happy Thanksgiving, Uh, well at least when I am recording this. Um, It is really close to Thanksgiving when I'm recording this and so by the time you listen to it or when you listen to it, uh, if you listen to it when it comes right out, um, it's probably going to be just about Thanksgiving and so happy Thanksgiving. And so um, with that in mind, let me ask you something. What are you thankful for? Now, I can go through a whole list and probably bore you with a whole lot of different things that I am uh, thankful for, from my wife to my kids to the Lord and uh, everything in between. And uh, it would be quite a list. I would encourage you to do that. But one of the things that I am thankful for is the way that the Lord works. I started to preach many years ago. Um, If you don't know, I have a church. Well, I pastor a church. been pastoring the same church for uh, just over 16 years now, but I started to preach uh, a few years before I became a pastor, and what I would do is I would fill in for pastors when they went on vacation, and the very first time I had to preach, uh, my wife and I were leading uh, the youth group at the church that we were attending, and the pastor came and said, if you guys want to do a Youth Sunday, and what a Youth Sunday is, if you don't understand, is the youth group of the church leads to Sunday morning service. They take care of offerings, they do the prayer, they do greetings, they do everything along those lines. In the previous year, we did it, but we had a high school student who was going off to college to be a pastor, and so He preached. And I have never preached before. And so the following year, that kid was off to college. And my wife at the time looked at me and go, well, I'm not preaching. And I go, I guess I have to preach. And so I preached. And nobody ever taught me how to do a sermon. Nobody ever taught me how to preach or put a message together or anything along those lines. I just searched the scriptures and just prayed a lot. And what the Lord did was he brought me to a story in Mark chapter 9. And in Mark chapter nine, uh, there is a story, an event that takes place. Uh, it's called the healing of a boy with an evil spirit. And what is taking place is a father brings his son to nine of the twelve disciples because the other three and Jesus were up on the mountain at that time. And they he brings his son to uh, the, the the religious leaders. Well, he brings his son to the disciples and asked them to heal his son because his son has a demon within him that is just wreaking havoc on this boy's life, trying to kill him and everything along those lines. And so I took that passage and I wrote a sermon from it. Very short sermon, very bad sermon as they all are when when you first get going. And the Lord used it and I was okay with it. I was pleased with it for being my first sermon. But what has happened is I've been going through the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, in my adult Sunday school class, and I just recently got to Mark chapter 9 about two or three weeks ago from the time of this recording, and I was teaching through Mark, and I got to Mark chapter 9, and I haven't really spoke on Mark chapter 9 or or preached from Mark chapter 9 since many, many years ago, and my life has changed since then because I now have a son Who has a 100% fatal disease. Uh, He has uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy and the time of this recording he actually goes in for a major back surgery in about three weeks. uh, We have to put two rods in his back and it's going to be he's going to spend his birthday in the hospital. Uh, Christmas will be him just laying in a bed um, not going anywhere nothing along those lines and so Uh, This passage has become a little bit more personal to me, other than it's just being my very first sermon. And I wanted to share with you uh, just two things from this section of Scripture that hopefully would encourage you, but also give you something to be thankful for about Jesus or with Jesus, uh, however you want to word that. And so let me set this up for you really quick. And uh, it's simply this. Uh, Jesus and three of the disciples have been up on a mountain and it is known as the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus transforms, shows his glory, if you would, and while that is all going on and they're coming down the mountain, the nine disciples are at the bottom of the mountain and a father brings their, his son to the disciples and go, can you heal my boy? Can you drive out this demon? But they, they can't, and we and we won't get into the reason why they can't in this episode, but they cannot have this demon leave the boy and so that starts an argument between the religious leaders that are there going why can't you do this if you can't do this then then Jesus can't do it either and it's all con and everything along those lines and finally Jesus gets there and Jesus goes, well, what's going on? Why, why are you arguing? And the father goes, I brought my son to your disciples to heal him because of the demon that's in him. It, it just seizes him. It throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth. Becomes rigid. Because I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And so Jesus says a couple things, and. Ask for them to bring the boy to Jesus. And at this, the, the the demon throws the boy down to the ground like he always does. And he starts rolling around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus looked at the father. And he goes, how long has he been like this? And that question baffles me in, in some ways. Why would Jesus ask how long this boy has been like this? If Jesus is God, wouldn't he know? Wouldn't he know how long this boy has been like this? And on the other hand, does it really matter? The father's asking Jesus to heal his son. And Jesus is like, well, how long has he been like this? And for a father with a a son that has something going on that, that is like taking his life away, I don't want somebody to ask me how long he's been like this. Just can you heal him? And if you can, just do it. And so this question really gets to me. And... I think Jesus does it to show his compassion. And what I mean by that is is this. I think Jesus wants to hear from the Father. I think Jesus wants to meet the Father in his pain and in his hurt. I think this question comes from the compassion of Jesus. There are times where Jesus wants to meet you in your pain. And there's times where Jesus wants to meet you in your hurt but you won't meet him there. There's times where Jesus wants to meet you and give you healing, to work in you, to work on you, but you won't meet him there. There's times where Jesus comes and he asks questions like this to probe, to probe our heart, to probe our feelings, to get us to be vulnerable before him. And as a father with a son that, you know, I don't have my son doing what this son did, but I have a son who who battles something every single day that is health-related, that is taking his life away, that Jesus wants to meet me in that area, that place. And to do that, we have to be willing to open up, We have to be willing to allow Jesus to ask us questions, but for us to answer them, to open up with the pain and the hurt and the difficulty and the hardships and the pain and the emotions, and allow Jesus to enter into that area in our lives. And that's why he asked these questions. That's why he asked the Father this question. He's asking this father this question, not because Jesus doesn't know how long the boy has been like this. He's not asking the father this question to, you know, determine if he can heal the boy or not. Jesus is asking the father this question to see if the father would allow Jesus into his pain, into his hurt, so that Jesus can start to heal. You see, this event that takes place It's not just the healing of the boy, because Jesus will heal the boy. We won't get to that, but Jesus does heal the boy, but it's more than Jesus just healing the boy. It's Jesus ministering to the Father as well, and we don't see that. And so what Jesus does with you is he tries to get into, meet you in your pain and meet you in your hurt. Will you meet him there? And it's one of the things that are painful and difficult, but we need to be so ever thankful for, is that Jesus is willing to meet us in our pain, to meet us there, so that he can start to do a work within us, in our deepest pains, and our deepest hurts, if, if we allow him. And so, that was the first thing I want to give to you. Maybe, hopefully, we'll encourage you Maybe something to be thankful for, that Jesus meets you in that deep, deep place where you don't always let people in. And then he goes on from this. And the father answered, he goes, well, from from childhood, he goes, the demon has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And notice what the father says to Jesus. He goes, if you can do anything, have pity on me. Have pity on us and help us. get that, if you can, not if you, not will you, not could you, but if, if. And Jesus hears that word if, and Jesus says a great line in in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. He says, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus called him, called him out because of it. The man goes, if you can, and and Jesus is like, what do you mean, if? And the man comes back very fast, he goes, I I do believe, but but help me. Please please help me. This man has faith in Jesus. That's why he's there. Jesus doesn't tell him that he's faithless. And so we know that this man has some faith in Jesus. But get the picture of where this man has been. He's been to the religious leaders, he's been been to the doctors of the day, he's had this person or that person say something to him about what he can do to heal his son. He's looked in the mirror and go, "What, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to take care of him? He's come to the disciples of Jesus, who have up until this point healed people and drove out demons on their own, but they can't do it. And so this man has tried so many things. He's talked to so many, and he's just run down, and he's so exhausted. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. We're just exhausted that we've been all over the place, and we believe in Jesus, but we still have doubts. We still have questions. And what Jesus wants from this man here is for this man to be open and honest with him, The Father asked Jesus to help him in this and with this. They mentioned Jesus doesn't just do a work within the boy here. He does a work within the Father. And the Father asked Jesus to help his boy and to help him with his doubts. Let me ask you, do you ask Jesus to help you with your doubts? Do you help Jesus? Do you ask Jesus? To help you with the things that you're really, truly struggling with on an internal basis that maybe nobody else knows about, and that you're just struggling. You see, we often think that we shouldn't be asking Jesus to help us with our doubts and our struggles, but that is exactly what this man does. And you know what Jesus does? He meets him there. He meets him there. He has compassion on the man. He doesn't call him out or say you're faithless or you're worthless or, you know, anything along those lines. He meets the Father there. And the Father is blessed by it. Jesus goes on to heal the Son. But I often think of what the Father went on to do. and What Jesus did within that man. Meeting him in his pain and his hurt. Helping him with his doubts. Are you seeking Jesus truly from your from your heart, asking him to help you overcome the doubts and the questions that you have? I know you have them. we all do. We don't want to admit them. I wrote a book titled "Where is God in oh Father's Love? Where is God in the Storms of Life?" And a lot of that book was just me trying to process everything that took place with my son and that is taking place with my son, and just trying to seek God in all of it to help him, to have him help me process everything. So you could be thankful be- that Jesus will meet you in your pain, that he'll meet you in your doubts and your hardships and your difficulties. And don't get me wrong, Jesus meets us in our joy and our happiness. And all those moments as well, don't get me wrong, he meets us there and he rejoices with you. But in light of this passage, he meets us in our pain and he meets us in our hurt and our confusion and our unbelief. And he will enter in and meet us there. And he will do a work within us and he will help us to overcome the doubts He'll help us to process the emotions. But we need to come to Him. And we need to ask Him about it. So let me ask you, are you doing that? Are you bringing it all to the Lord? Are you seeking Him in all of it? Are you thankful that He is meeting you in those situations? I'd love to hear from you if if you have a story like that. If the Lord has met you in your life like that, it'd be a great encouragement. And I pray that this is something that allows you to be thankful for God, but also to help you move closer to Jesus. You don't have to be afraid to move closer to Jesus. He'll he'll meet you where you are. You don't need to be afraid. I pray that this has been a blessing to you, and if it has, you could connect with us. You can go to guardingthewell.com, and you could find a blog there. You could find the podcast there. You could find ways to connect with us. You could even find uh, the books that I have written, but uh, you could you could just reach out to us at, at guardingthewell.com, or if you just want to email us, you could do so at guardingthewell.gmail.com, and, uh, well at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, pray this is a blessing. Pray that you and your family have a a great Thanksgiving. Um, If you're listening to this right around Thanksgiving time, but we pray that you would move closer to Jesus and allow him to work in your life the way that he did to this father and with this father. You take care.